We're going to chat about that right now with one of those physicians. We have Dr. Noel Gibney joining us, who's the professor emeritus at the University of Alberta and former doctor in Edmonton. Uh, Dr. Gibney, good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks Hello. so much for joining us this morning. Um, your initial reaction to what we heard yesterday, too much, not enough? Uh, where do you think uh, the Premier fell? I think this was a, a very reasonable, as you say, incremental change. I think it's safe. Um, you know, somebody that enjoys fitness, uh, my, 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 myself, um, you know, it, I wish we were in a situation that it would be safer to let everything open. But uh, unfortunately, we're not, we're not quite there yet. We're getting there thanks to the work that Albertans have put in over the last few months. But that, that new variant that has, has come along, uh, and I think the behavior of, of some individuals in bars and restaurants has kind of put us in a situation that um, it, it, it looks like we may be heading for another, another wave of problems. Yeah, I mean, we can't deny that the positivity rate has risen. Uh, there are more cases of, uh, of the variants now being tracked when it comes to the cases that are being diagnosed. So, Dr. Gibney, is that sort of, was that the impetus behind writing this letter to the government saying, look, we, we don't want you to ease restrictions? Exactly. And, and part of the problem is that the government set out uh, primarily hospitalizations as its, its guide to reopening. And the hospitalizations tell you what happened about four weeks ago. They really don't tell you anything about what's happening at the moment. And that's where you need to use what are called the leading indicators, which are the, the, the new cases, the percent positivity and what's called the, the R value, which is the number of people infected by somebody that's infected. And the concern is that while the hospitalizations have been doing really well, to the extent we, we could be even in phase three now, we've seen that the number of, of new cases has plateaued out and is starting to increase again, as are the, uh, the R value and the number of percentage positive cases. So I, I think the, the concern is, particularly with, with the new variant, if we get that in, it, it's so transmissible that we could find ourselves in a situation worse than we were in in November, December. This, at least by doing it incrementally, gives us all a chance to kind of get a sense of what's happening and, and how we can move forward. There's, there's nothing stopping the government, hopefully, if, if the numbers do come back down again, from reopening in, in three weeks' time. Or uh, So, so I, I think we're in a situation that this, this, is, this is a wise move, we would say, by, by the government. You know, Doctor, you mentioned the fact that cases have plateaued. It's kind of weird. We've seen cases either going down or going up. We haven't really seen them holding the line at a relatively high level, uh, relatively speaking to where we've been, you know, throughout different courses of this pandemic. What does that tell us? Like, we, we saw the R number right around one, just slightly above one. Cases have ticked up incrementally. Um, and we've sort of stuck there for well over a week now. So what does that tell us about where we might go? Could it go either way? either way and, and typically the, 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 the challenge is that um, with COVID it, it generally doesn't plateau it will either go down or go up and given that we were thinking of easing if you ease when it's plateaued you guarantee it's going to go up okay. I, ideally in this situation but again it, it, the, the, the population can only tolerate so much Ideally, in this situation, I, I think we would like to see somebody start looking at what's happening in pubs, bars, and, and restaurants because 
no question that it's it's not just the, the new variant that's increasing, but it's also the the old one. And so we, we think that a lot of that is probably happening in bars and restaurants at the moment where people are simply not obeying the, 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 the current guidelines of having just one household per table and not congregating in, in groups. Uh, we're not saying you know, that, that you have to close them down, but that there are, there are regulations and the regulations really do need to be enforced because these can become super spreader events and can come back to bite us pretty badly. Yeah, that was a main issue uh, that you brought up in your in your urging of the government to maybe ease restrictions or not ease restrictions and enforce stricter rules for restaurants and bars. You know, just even chatting with our listeners earlier this morning, uh, those that have been in a restaurant say, you know what, I'm not getting ID'd when I, when I go in to make sure that I'm with members of my household. So how much of that impetus is on those working in restaurants or bars versus personal accountability and responsibility? I mean, we know what we should and shouldn't be doing at this point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, human nature is what it is. And um, I, I think that you know, if people feel, you know, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm healthy, my, I'm not at risk if I get COVID, um, and, and I'll take the chance, not recognizing that when they go to work, they're going to infect older people or, or visit family members, that they could cause severe illness. So I, I think it's, it's just human nature, and, and everybody is fed up of COVID, but as Dr. Fauci is keen on saying, COVID sadly isn't fed up with us yet. Doctor, um, the, vac- the vaccines, we're starting to see them get now into 75-plus. Uh, it's going to take a little while to get them all done, but we know long-term care centres have been handled. Um, how much of a difference is that going to make in terms of hospitalizations and deaths? Because that's where we know the most severe outcomes usually happen, in that age group, right? I think it will make a huge difference in terms of deaths if we can get this group vaccinated quickly. Um, we, I think we've vaccinated all of the residents of the long-term care facilities, and so that's already huge. Um, and I think as we started, there was about 200 people, 200,000 people over 75 still to be vaccinated. And I think we're doing them at a rate of about 10,000 a day. So potentially, um, by the end of March, I think we could have most of those vaccinated, assuming that indeed, as uh, the, the federal government has indicated, the vaccines continue to roll into the province. Uh, and I think once we get to that stage, I think we can start to, to ease up. Now, the, the, the difficulty is, I think we can seriously cut down on the deaths not necessarily on all the hospitalizations or the ICU admissions, because the mean age of admission to ICU is 60. Okay. And, and, and that's, that's, that's a challenge. And so ideally, we need to get into that next group pretty quickly as well. And, uh, and we've seen recently we've had people in their 30s and 40s die, and not all of them necessarily have comorbidities, but for some reason seem to be susceptible more than the average to getting very sick with COVID. Hmm. Okay, so still a bit of a ways to go. Just to kind of summarize then, in terms of the restrictions that were eased yesterday, do you think that this is kind of an, an okay place to be, or should we have not gone forward? No, I, I think you know, given that the, the government is, is under significant pressure to show some movement forward, I think that these, these were relatively safe measures to put in place. I, I think the, the reason for the, uh, 
the low intensity exercise versus the you know, intense exercise in, in the gyms was that recently from Hawaii there was a, a spin class of 10 people uh, who had uh, an instructor who was infected but not symptomatic yet and all 10 individuals got uh, got COVID. So, so there's no question that uh, heavy breathing in a closed space with poor ventilation uh, is a significant risk for for COVID. And um, certainly the CDC in the United States has a lot of guidelines for fitness facilities in terms of ventilation, uh, spacing, etc. And I think that ventilation is one of the components that we really haven't looked at yet. In Hawaii, you, you can open up all the windows mm-hmm. and let the air blow through. In uh, in Edmonton in March, that's not such a nice. great idea. That won't work. <laughs> okay, doctor. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much, Doctor Gibney. We really appreciate your time this morning. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.